0: Welcome to Rama for Today Radio.
1: Well, now here's what I couldn't understand. She'd just gotten through saying that if it was God's will that she be well, he would heal her. And if it wasn't, he wouldn't. She didn't get healed, therefore, by her own admission, it wasn't God's will for her to be healed. Yet she's calling the doctor and paying him to get her out of the will of God. Now, can you see that? It doesn't make sense. If I believe like that, if it's God's will he'll heal me, and if it's not God's will he won't heal me, then I would have to believe that it isn't God's will that I be well. Then I would be wrong in even wanting to get well. If it's not God's will for me to be well, I'd be wrong in trying to get out of the will of God. It would be wrong then to go to the doctor. It would be wrong to take medicine. People would be spending money enlisting help to get out of the will of God.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we're beginning a new series for this week by Kenneth E. Hagin from the Archives. Stay tuned for the series, The Will of God in Prayer. Stay with us. This will be a great time of teaching from God's Word. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this month's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Brother Hagin's message.
1: I would like to direct your attention today to the first epistle of John, chapter 5, and we shall read verse 14 and 15. The first epistle of John, chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, We know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Now we want to talk about the will of God in prayer. Another translation of this verse says, And this is the confidence. Instead of saying confidence, it uses the word boldness. This is the boldness we have toward Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. Immediately our minds want to fashion upon this portion according to Thy will. And therefore, when we pray, we say, Lord, do this or that if it be thy will. Other times we pray about things on which we already have God's word so we know his will concerning them. To insert that expression into our prayer when God's word states that it is his will is confessing that we doubt his word and don't believe it. That kind of praying will not work. Some have supposed that you find the will of God this way. I remember a Lady, a member of my congregation years ago, when I pastored, was ill. She was one of my Sunday school teachers. And her husband called for me in the night to come and pray for her, to anoint her with oil, to lay hands upon her. Now the Bible said, you know, in James 5.14, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now, acting on James 5.14, we went to this home. Knowing that you find out about people by what they say, and knowing that faith must be expressed in confession. You know, the Bible says, With the mouth confession is made unto, I wanted to get a confession from this woman and find what she believed even though she was a member of my congregation, a Sunday school teacher, and her husband a deacon in my church. I said to her as I stood by the bedside, uh, about to anoint her with oil and lay hands upon her to pray, Sister, will you be healed now as I anoint you with oil and lay hands upon you in Jesus' name? She said, Well, I will if it's His will. I said, how are you going to find out or know whether it is his will to heal you or not? Well, I thought you would pray, and if it's his will, he'd heal me. Now, it's amazing to me how people, Sunday school teachers especially, who should be a little more Bible conscious than others, can sit in services week after week and hear faith taught and not grasp it. I taught as a pastor something else besides faith, but I taught a great deal on it. Still, some didn't comprehend what the Word says. The Bible, much of the time, just runs off people like water off of a duck's back. They sit there and say, oh, I enjoy good preaching and Bible teaching. No one enjoys it any more than I do. I sure love to go to church. If you should ask, what did the teacher or the preacher preach on? That blank expression will come on their faces and they say, I don't know, but it certainly was good. Now, that makes as much sense as to say, I'll tell you, I had the best meal yesterday at such and such a restaurant. They had the best pie or have the best pie of any place in town. Well, what did you have to eat? I don't know. What kind of pie was it? I don't know. Now, we would have reason to doubt very seriously whether you'd ever eaten there or not. We get confused sometimes because we do not give heed to the Word of God. So, let's give heed to God's Word, and uh, let's know that God's Word is true, and know that God's Word brings a blessing. Well, this Sunday school teacher in my church never missed any of the services. She enjoyed coming. She would testify at testimony time how much good she'd gotten out of it and what a blessing it was, and yet... If the word had really meant much to her, I don't know it. She surely would have known better than that. I said, how are you going to find out if it's the will of God to hear you or not or to heal you or not? Well, I thought you'd anoint me with oil and pray, and if it's God's will, he'll heal me. And if it's not his will, then he won't. Of course, I knew under those circumstances a woman was not going to get healed. I knew it would actually do no good to an honor order with all or lay hands on her either. Now, I don't mean to be sacrilegious about it, but it would do just as much good to twiddle your thumbs over her and say, Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. That would do just as much good because her unbelief is going to stop the flow of God's healing power. Though she is in pain and misery, one can't just stop and preach her a quick sermon. I intended to talk to her a little longer and bring her attention to the Word of God, but she said, go ahead, I'm in so much pain and misery, go ahead and anoint me. So I anointed her and prayed, knowing that she wouldn't receive anything because she wasn't believing in line with the Word. I stumbled through a prayer and had hardly gotten out my amen till she said to her husband, call the doctor. Well, now here's what I couldn't understand. She'd just gotten through saying that if it was God's will that she be well, he would heal her. And if it wasn't, he wouldn't. She didn't get healed, therefore, by her own admission, it wasn't God's will for her to be healed. Yet she's calling the doctor and paying him to get her out of the will of God. Now, can you see that? It doesn't make sense. If I believe like that, if it's God's will, he'll heal me, and if it's not God's will, he won't heal me, then I would have to believe that it isn't God's will that I be well. Then I would be wrong in even wanting to get well. If it's not God's will for me to be well, I'd be wrong in trying to get out of the will of God. It would be wrong then to go to the doctor. It would be wrong to take medicine. People would be spending money, enlisting help, to get out of the will of God. Well, now you know just as well as I know that sickness and disease is not God's will. That's the reason we do everything we can. Certainly, we believe in doctors and believe in medicine and believe in hospitals. And thank God for all that they're doing. They're not getting people out of the will of God. It's Satan that's bound people. They're working against the same devil I'm working against. They're just using different methods and means. You see, many times we've taken a superficial view of some of these verses and have not dug into them to see what he's saying. Now then, I'm only using this as an illustration about the will of God in prayer. Many times in similar situations, this is the conclusion to which people come. They try to find the will of God by saying... If it's his will, he'll do it, and if it's not his will, he he won't. We hear that all the time. Now, for instance, when it comes to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I run into the same thing. I say to people before I pray with them to be filled with the Holy Ghost because I want to learn how they think. Will you be filled with the Holy Ghost now as I lay hands on you and pray? I've had people say, well, I will if it's his will. Again, I've said, well, how are you going to find out? How are you going to know whether it's the will of God or not? I'm thinking of one lady right now who just looked at me right at the startle. She said, "Why I thought that you would pray, and if it was his will, he would fill me, and if it wasn't his will, he wouldn't. I said, no, I can't pray under those circumstances because you wouldn't be filled with the Spirit. Then you would leave and say, well, it's not God's will because Brother Hagin laid hands on me and prayed for me, and God didn't fill me. Friends, if the word of God says that this promise of the Holy Ghost belongs to you, doesn't it belong to you? And I asked that woman that question. She said, yes. I said, then let's read the Bible. Let's read the will of God. You know, some time ago, a friend of mine's uh, uh, father passed away. And sometime after he had passed away, the family all gathered together, because he was a man of some means, and and, uh, they gathered together to read his will. They all wanted to find out what belonged to them, and they found out. Well, now if you want to find out what belongs to you, read God's will. The word of God is his will. Let's find out what his word says. I reached for my Bible and opened it to Acts 2.39, handed it to her and said, you read that out loud. She read, for the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I said, what promise is that? She hesitated a moment, and I said, read the last part of the 38th verse, and it will tell you what the promise is. And she read, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. She just simply closed my Bible, handed it back to me, and said, yes, it's for me. Yes, I'll be filled now. Just lay your hands on me and pray. Now, you see, just a few moments before she was questioning the will of God, and she thought, now you pray, and if what we're asking here is his will for me, then he'll do it. But just as soon, you see, as she found out what God's word said, as she found out the provision that was made in God's word, she began to believe because she knew the will of God. And I laid hands upon her. In fact, I barely laid my hands upon her head to pray until she began speaking with other tongues and instantly received the Holy Ghost. Now, the thing that convinced her was the Word. You see, there shouldn't be any problem about praying in line with the will of God because it is His will for us to have and to possess and to enjoy all that He has made provision for in His Word. I find the answer for anything I might pray for in the Word. And if I don't know, then I go to the Word first. I don't just pray because I would waste my time very often. I couldn't pray in faith. I would be praying in unbelief and doubt, and it wouldn't work. It would just be words. And, you know, that's the reason so many people's prayers doesn't work. It's just words. They're not walking really in fellowship with the Word of God.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan.
1: Don't forget our special offer this month. Oh, special offer on prayer! All right. Your series, uh, three CDs, prayer. The Power Plant of the Church, your dad's book on the art of prayer. This is an awesome book. It is an awesome book. This ought to be in everybody's library. Yes. Normally $35.95, $6 off, $29.95 for both. And that's a special offer. Uh, Only good for this month. Only good for this month. So if you want to get in on it, you better do it right now. Yes. Okay?
0: This month's special offer is the Overcoming Prayer Package, which includes the Art of Prayer book by Kenneth E. Hagan and the three CD series from Ken Hagan, Prayer, the Power Plant of the Church. Both tremendous resources are just $29.95. That's a savings of $6 off the retail price. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's one 1- 888-FAITH-99 Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150 Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Will of God in Prayer. Thanks for listening to REMA for today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.